You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Now, the Franchise NBA Insider Show. Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm break down the NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Stats, analysis, and opinions. From the peak to the locker room to the road. No one has you covered like the Franchise NBA Insiders. Goodness, we're banging hard this morning. My God. It is the Franchise Thunder Insiders show. What the hell are we doing here in the middle of late July and still talking about relevant stuff? Listen, don't get me wrong. The show's going to go on probably for another month. <laughs> We're going to give you all the content, everything you need to know about the Oklahoma City Thunder from last season, next season, everything in between. Okay? But we are still talking about relevant stuff here in the year of our Lord, 2019, July 20th. That is amazing. That is just tells you the product that the NBA has, the product that the Oklahoma City Thunder have, uh, is just nonstop, and we're here to cover everything we can. I am TV's Jerry. Uh, hello, how you doing? That is John Ham joining me as always. Do you like the as always Garth thing? As always joining me as always. Yeah, Garth. But see, but, from I, but I, world. I don't join you as always because you have a show twelve to three Monday through Friday that I am that I I am not of. Somebody always is joining me though. I'm kind of codependent. <laughs> joining us in a and I'm Brady. We've talked about this. I don't know if you're a co-host, if you're a feature, uh, much like uh, a rapper. Um, I am I am the overlord of this show. <laughs> Brady Trantham. You can also catch all of his stuff, by the way, writing great stuff left and right on the franchise okay.com. And uh, tomorrow covering the big three, right? I think that's today, isn't it? Is it to- ugh, today? Is it tomorrow today? Yeah, I'll, I might be there. Who I, knows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you want to give a sneak peek of because you actually do have a very interesting angle on what you're going with? Um. No, you don't. Want I'll, to give I'll a keep. Thing? I'll keep. I, I, look, I'm sure everybody that's going to be there that's covering the event probably has the same idea as me. So, <laughs> I'm not a genius here. Listen to him. Listen to him put it in his pocket. That's great. And then joining us. Whoa, it's not Chisholm Holland. No, nope. it's not some just some random rando producer. It's Madison. It's the Morris. one and only. Oh my God! Back from the mountains. Back from the mountains. You have a lovely beard. By the way, thank I you. Grew that, he grew that up in the mountains. I didn't. It didn't that, take long. That was nice. You smell like pine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when we walked in, we smelled pine cones and fresh air. Yep. I brought uh, it back with me. Really quick, uh, just give us just give us a little bit about where you went, what you did, and why the hell you weren't here. Uh, so I was gone to Colorado for a week and a half. It seemed like months, though. Honestly, uh, it was fantastic because I love Colorado very much. And I went hiking, and my body hurt really bad, but it was really fun, really refreshing, really pretty. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to be back. John, I, kind lis- of. I listened to the uh, I listened to the podcast that uh, her and Brady do, and it's really funny. I'm going to ask you the same question, and I want you to give me about the same answer you gave Brady. Okay. Uh, did you try any gummies? No. 
No, that I did not, not. That is not the answer you gave. Uh, okay. So she was so shocked. Video. She's like, I did. How she did you did. know? Oh, you like, know? I snuck yeah, on your trip. You guys were like taking the angle of, oh, you tried some gummies you, in Colorado. Brady says, did you try no, 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 any no, no, gummies? No. And what did you say? I said yes. And how did you know? <laughs> but not like not the bad gummies. Not the gummies that <laughs> are like frowned upon here in Oklahoma. <laughs> not bad. No, just like the, the Haribo gummy bears. Hopefully <laughs> Madison's parents don't subscribe to the OKC82. Oh my god. Or they'd be like, what did you do? I'm I'm just sitting there mulling around listening to the podcast or whatever, and I hear I hear Madison go, Yeah, I had a whole bag. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was okay. wait, I was waiting for her to say, like, oh yeah, and then we saw like a double rainbow. No, 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 no. It's so just, beautiful. I went to a candy store, people, and got oh, okay. some Haribo gummy bears for a dollar fifty nine. Well, cheap prices. Cheap price. Cheap Only prices. in America. <laughs> and ate and well, the, the whole bag. I ate yeah. the whole bag. Okay, but in my defense, no one can see my hands except for you guys. It was like this big. It was a tiny bag. That's, that's so how were the brownies? I didn't try the brownies, John. <laughs> She's like, how did you how did you guys know what I, I had? I know all the things I ate in Colorado. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So welcome back. We're so glad to have you Thank back. Thank you. So uh, and we'll get this thing going. First of all, the breaking news the relevant news that we need to talk about right now and I, I think it's pretty funny if you're watching on Twitch uh, God love you first of all watch us this early in the morning uh, if you don't know I won the t-shirt contest again uh, I am wearing my Oklahoma City Hornets shirt today and if you can tell it's right here that's not dirt that's where Desmond Mason signed it originally oh yeah but then I washed it and it just your, kind of your, co- your co-worker signed that shirt yeah. yes oh, yes that's... yeah yeah I didn't know he was going to be my co-worker that long I thought he was just <laughs> here one day and then he just stuck around so, so when he joined uh, the franchise team did you ever like get a little bit embarrassed that you fangirled over him at one no, point no I'm not getting it. have you seen Desmond Mason yes first I have first of all the guy's gorgeous alright <laughs> let's, not, let's not make any bones about it the guy is absolutely gorgeous right kind of is what does that phrase mean Let's not make any bones about it. You, well, what are we do? What are we doing here? I'll, I'll show you some, some <laughs> pictures. Don't show me any <laughs> pictures, please. Anyway, uh, but no, Desmond Mason. Yeah, I, who cares if I fangirl? I mean, Desmond Mason. Yeah, bro. he played. For, he played for the Thunder. He played for the Hornets. Right, won a dunk right. contest. Uh, I saw him uh, get the place closed down in Oklahoma State when Eduardo Nahara whooped his ass. I mean, look, when Adrian Peterson retires and he probably needs a job and then he starts working here, I'm going to have the same dilemma. Like, right. oh, oh, goodness. What dilemma? When Tony Casillas worked here. I am a I professional. I never, I never wept when you would run over a Texas defender. <laughs> so, but I, okay, so anyway, John has the Oklahoma City Hornets hat. Yes. He's rocking with that. Uh, Brady, I don't know, because you and Madison are very young. Uh, back <laughs> years and years ago. The first NBA game, one. Jerry, the first NBA game I ever went to was uh, the Miami Heat versus the Oklahoma City Hornets. Nice. In 07, I believe. Who? Uh, Shaq was hurt, but he was still, he was in town because you could clearly see him from loud like what became loud city i don't know if it was called loud city at the time but you could see him sitting on the bench and Dwayne Wade had like 44 but the heat lost because the heat were bad that year they who were was, terrible who was the point guard for the oklahoma city uh hornets uh the current oh, point guard speedy claxton <laughs> oh good call it might have been speedy claxton no my friends it was chris paul and a long, long, long time ago. Is his name Christopher? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. Please do. Uh, Chris Paul was the beloved rookie point guard of the New Orleans slash Oklahoma City Hornets. Uh, we get news this week that despite, I mean, and we're talking, John, what, the night of the trade, just reports 
five minutes in, hey, Chris Paul, they're going to talk to him. They're going to try to get him to stay in the transition. <clears throat> and immediately followed by, Chris Paul will never wear an Oklahoma City Thunder uh, jersey because they're looking to ship him immediately. So we learned this week, put the brakes on stuff. The things that Oklahoma City probably want to do to deal with Chris Paul aren't materializing. He's going to be an Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, there's still two months until training camp. Let me just just a little bit of context here. What are you doing? We're trying to stabilize things. We are five days away from the one-year anniversary of trading for Dennis Schroeder. Okay? So just, just to give you an idea, uh, Kyrie Irving was traded from Cleveland sometime in August when everyone was on vacation. Carmelo Anthony joined Oklahoma City the night before training camp. So there's still some time to work with here. Um, I'm trying not to get caught up in the public negotiation going on out there and because uh, I think it's coming from all angles. And, you know, I think there is a possibility for Miami, Oklahoma City, and Chris Paul. I think he's going to have to make uh, maybe make a sacrifice here too where they can all meet in the middle. There's still a possibility over the next two months that something gets done. A human sacrifice? Human sacrifice, oh my. yes. Faces of Death was my favorite movie growing up. I used to watch it all the time. In the oh, it's so good. They but, had yeah. like three or four volumes. By the way, his name is Christopher Emmanuel Paul. C-E-P. Oh, wow. Oh. Good thing it's not C-C-P. Or C-U-P. Um, <laughs> I C-U-P? Yeah, so, yeah, the Miami Heat, they're the one that's connected. Um the, the thing that I always try to stress with caution for Thunder fans is anytime a team is heavily connected to the Thunder in a trade, more times than not, it's never it never ends up that team. We heard this with uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, Sam Presti's like the prestige. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, pay attention over here. I'm going to do something <laughs> over here. Uh, psych, Chris Paul is a piston, even though him and Blake hate each other. Uh, right. No, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting just because... Uh, Heard the like the original report that came out a few days ago uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski. Both sides see the benefits of playing, um, at I guess at most a year in Oklahoma City. I think that's a little too long for at least my opinion. Uh, I think December, you know, maybe even a little bit earlier than December, uh, that could probably be the time where Chris Paul is ultimately dealt, and it makes sense just because um, right now front offices aren't desperate. And, you know, who knows, maybe there's a team out there once the season starts where they start 8-12 and 12 like the Thunder did two years ago, and they feel, okay, we've really got to pull the trigger on something because this is about to snowball fast, and we don't want to tank, we don't want to be bad, we, want to, we think we're a playoff team. Chris Paul does that for us, so maybe that front office that isn't willing to give up an asset right now would be more willing to do so uh, once the season starts. So it just makes sense for both sides, I believe. Madison, do you want Chris Paul here? Uh, I mean, so I was talking to Brady about this on our podcast a little bit, uh, like that plug there, but, um, we were talking about Chris Paul being in Oklahoma city and kind of how, yeah, it's been a little bit of a full circle, but also it's, it's kind of cool if you think about it, because this guy has had a really interesting, but pretty successful career. And so to see him come back to Oklahoma city and at least try to contribute who knows how long he's going to be here who knows where he's going to go but he's also a guy you kind of want to see his career stay alive because yeah he's kind of getting to the end of it I guess but also he he's done some pretty phenomenal things so I'm not I'm not peeved when it comes to Chris Paul being in Oklahoma City I think at first I was a little like well this guy kind of has like paper as hamstrings and like he's always getting hurt and it's just it's not gonna go well like he's just not gonna be an extremely valuable asset but I mean I could be wrong so I don't know I think I think something good could come out of it who knows 
I was going to follow up on that, Madison. So I've seen, obviously, a lot of the reaction after the fact. You know, Chris Paul's a flopper. He's a whiner. He's a coach killer. People are right. By the way, those are all, <laughs> those are all accurate. But, you know, again, I think people are going to see a lot of stuff about Russell Westbrook that they've been defending all these years that when he starts doing in Houston, they're going to go, man, he just makes the dumbest fouls after he thinks he got hurt. Uh, man, he takes the worst shots. People are going – when he's on your team, quote-unquote – there's going to be you're going to see him through a different lens. It's going to be a completely different viewpoint of it. So that is not reason enough. I've had people. I don't want to see Chris Paul in a Thunder uniform. Oh, okay, come on. It's not like he's going to spend the next seven years here. I, I said this. I said this uh, on my show earlier this week. By the way, listen, twelve to three. The franchise players. You I'm tra- busy. You traded <laughs> the guy that everybody didn't want to play with, Russell Westbrook. You know, every, you know no right. one wanted to play with, that none of it was true. You traded for the one dude in the NBA that no one <laughs> wants to play with. It's the real thing with Chris Paul. Oh, Except for Austin Rivers. <laughs> but it takes some time. That's the thing with Chris Paul. Is like it takes after like a year or two. That's when people say, "Yeah, I'm tired of getting yelled at." Like it, it seems to be okay in the beginning, at least. The the hope is Chris Paul is just a good soldier in this in this entire thing because he understands like he wants he obviously wants to be elsewhere. He wants to compete for playoff contention. He wants to compete for a championship. And in order to do that, he's got to be a good soldier. He's got to appear to be the good teammate. He has to showcase that he still has something to bring to the table. And yes. I, I, like everybody else that watched basketball last year, thought, yeah, Chris Paul athletically is pretty washed now. He can't uh, he can't defend as well as he can um, in isolation. Um, but he's still, what, averaged over 20 points. Um, can still He still moves the needle for a basketball team. And if you put him on, because uh, we talked about it on the OKC82 podcast, just this hypothetical trade with Milwaukee. If you put him on M- Milwaukee, that puts them over the top. Chris Paul is still a guy that matters in the league. Um, but he understands in order to get to that point where he's on a team that's contending for a championship and not rebuilding kind of like what the Thunder are doing now for the next few years, he's got to be on his best behavior. He's got to do the things like mentor Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, accept his role. And if he does all those things, then, uh, the chances for him to go to a team, um, that he wants to go to, to go compete, uh, is better. 1077 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. It is The Franchise Thunder Insider Show. John Hamm, Brady Trantham, Madison Morris. You can get a hold of me at TV's Jerry. John, they can get a hold of you. At John M. Hamm, as always. Brady. At Brady Does Sports. Madison Morris. At Madison Morris. <laughs> but you got to spell it right or you're going to tweet the wrong person. <laughs> God bless. 1077 The Franchise, 1798 Tulsa. When we get back, uh, the future of the point guard position here in Oklahoma City uh, has spoken. Uh, We'll get the words on the Fresh Prince of Oklahoma City. More OU football, more Thunder basketball, and more fun. Listen to 1077 The Franchise. Of Oklahoma City. That's right. Shea Gildress Alexander <laughs> is in the cab. He tells the cab, "Yo, smell you later." Everybody, get your uh, your <laughs> auto types ready for Gildress Alexander. Are you just going SGA? No, I'm not lazy, Jerry. Are you okay? Because no. you've heard me say I put the umlaut on Dennis Schroeder. Yes, name. you did. Yeah. You were very animated about that. Question. I, yes. Is Mo Cheeks Uncle Phil? Yes. Or is he the butler? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> was, oh, is it great? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. There you go. Uh, no, he's... he's. Uh, no, D- Billy Donovan is Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 go get me an orange soda, Donovan. <laughs> 
Uh, so say uh, say Gildress Alexander. By by the way, I have a tough time saying Russell Westbrook. So this is gonna kill me. Um, Sajah. His uh, his name. I've said this before. Looks like a uh, a lady's birth control device that goes around what? <laughs> around his number. Completely covers it. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, that's cool and all, but. I think this poor guy um, couldn't be in a worse situation for his career than coming to Oklahoma City, right? The guy should the guy should be given a chance to be a breakout young star, much like uh, Donovan Mitchell was or somebody else like that. Nope, he's going to have to sit behind a bad contract because I think so. I'll hear you go again with your not completely sold that Paul's going to be here opening night. If the, okay, I have to I have to live in the now, John. I'm sorry, I, I can't live in La La Land. I have to live in the now. Mm-hmm. If the um, if, if the thing if the program goes as constructed right now, he is behind either behind Chris Paul or aside him playing out of position. He played the shooting guard a lot last year know. for the Clippers. Look where, have, have you heard of a guy? That, his name's Patrick Beverly. He's, he's an obscure player. You and, don't hear much about. And him. look where it got him shipped out. <laughs> Look where it got him. I mean, Causation does not equal correlation, Jerry. I'm just telling you, I think the kid needs to be handed over the keys to a fresh start. And the fact that not only is there Chris Paul, but Dennis Schroeder on this squad, I think they're selling the kid short. Today's July 20th? It is. July, so when is training camp again? I, I hear for, you. Brady, do you remember when's, when's training camp? Is uh, that? Mid-September. So let's see. I, let Media me, day is like, yeah, at the beginning of September. I've got to pull up my calendar here real because I get the months mixed up. September. Sometimes. Um, July, so August is one month. September is two months. That seems like a lot of time to continue doing stuff. I can see where your wife just You're rendering so, judgment. <laughs> your wife gets so annoyed with you. Oh, God, she does. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> I can't go in the future. I'm not Marty McFly, bro. I can't go in the future. I can only tell you what's constructed now. And if it stays the way it's constructed now. By the way, Chris Paul's going to have to give up $44 million, is the report that I heard. Well, it, it, that's what I talk about, the public negotiations going okay. on here. Okay. Uh, sure, I'm sure that's coming from the Miami side. And also, I mean, for Miami, they've got their eyes like everyone else on the 2021 free agent class. And so they don't want to muddy up their books for that season. And that's where that $44 million comes in. Um, but Chris Paul, that's where I think he could agree to adjust his contract, reduce the amount of guaranteed money. So if he's waived by a certain date, he's owed less. And that's what I talk about. I think it could take OKC, Miami, and Paul coming together and all sort of making a concession to make this all happen still still a distinct possibility Brady, where do you fall on this do you fall on kind of what i think about how he's put in a bad situation or john's stupid point shay <laughs> are you talking about shay yes. or chris paul no shay um i don't think there's any doubt that shay's in a good good position right now just because it, it's it's no question he's the face of the franchise he's the guy moving forward that if the thunder are ever going to get back to where they were it's going to be because of not just the development of the play, the young players on the roster not just be, not just because of the development of the future eighth graders that sam presti drafts in the next few years but because shea gilgis alexander becomes the player that a lot of people thought after his rookie year he can become I think he's in a really good situation. He wasn't going to be that guy with uh, the Clippers, especially if they were able to keep him if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George came out. He would just be a high-end level role player, and especially a guy that after Kawhi and Paul's contracts come up in two years, probably a guy they wouldn't be able to keep. 
So I, I think Shea is in, in an excellent position. This is He has the keys to an entire franchise now, a franchise that has a decade of a success to fall back on and a track record of developing young talent and showcasing their star. So I, I think he's probably, yes, city-wise, uh, L.A., Oklahoma City does not compare. But in terms of basketball, I, I think he's in a much better situation than he probably was uh, going into this season with the Clippers. Madison, uh, what do you think of the kid just uh, off your scenes right now? Everybody seems to be handpicking him as the superstar coming in. I mean, what do you see? I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he was the superstar coming in because right now I think a mm-hmm. lot of people have lost some hope in this team. And that kind of sucks because I don't think that's the case. And so if... I'm going to say this wrong. Shay Gilgis Alexander. You said it correct. I got I have to like really think about it before I say it like everybody else's name. Um, but if he's going to come in here and he's going to light it up, then great. But I think a lot of people are a little skeptical about it just because uh, it is such a big transition. Obviously, kind of what Jerry said from Los Angeles to Oklahoma City, or I think Brady said that. I don't know. But <laughs> who cares what I, I say? Honestly, who knows? But I, I don't know. I mean... I, I think he could be something great for this team. Uh, it just kind of depends on how well he's going to mesh with these other guys, what his mindset is coming to a new team. Uh, yeah, he's a young guy. Maybe he has a lot of high energy, energy but if he is not going to mesh well with the guys, not really going to take a lot uh, of what Billy Donovan and coaching staff says here in Oklahoma City, then that might be another story. But uh, like we said, only time will tell. He's from Toronto. He's fine in OKC. <laughs> Oh, so he's Toronto's Canadian. a huge city. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a but Canadian. All the, nice. all the connections. A guy f- that played in Toronto affected a guy from Toronto. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Toronto is, is a more populous Oklahoma City. What? That, yes. Okay. How often do we hear? Oh, this I can't believe got, I'm. This guy got banished to Toronto. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, the weather is better in Oklahoma City than it is in Toronto because I don't like cold oh, weather. Oh, my God. All right. Listen, let's why, let's uh, stop talking and let's hear from the man himself. Here's SGA uh, talking to some sort of fashion deal. All right, Shay. I mean, we, we got to know. We got a lot of questions. This was a, a, kind of a big summer for you. Uh, let me start here. Like, when did you find out you were getting traded? Like, what was your first reaction? Um, I found out a little bit before it happened. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it's a business and they say it all the time. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the new opportunity. Um, had a great time with the Clippers organization. Uh, great organization. I'm just blessed to go to another great one. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm excited for the opportunity. Being traded so early in your career too, what was that like kind of emotionally for you? Um, I must say my vets did a really good job of that. Uh, my rookie year, um, telling me to be, be ready for anything. Um, as you guys probably know, we did crazy things at the, the trade deadline last year, too. Um, so that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So it wasn't as hard as a, uh, as hard as a, uh, a hit as it, as it seemed. Are you excited to look? I mean, you're getting to play with one of the best point guards of all time in Oklahoma City now, Chris Paul. At least it looks like the reports are, at least. But are you excited to learn from someone like Chris Paul? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a guy I grew up watching, um, so it'll be a little bit surreal. But, um, yeah, he's obviously a special talent, and it's done what I'm trying to do for a very long time, so it'll be fun. What? He's excited to do what now? With who? Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Raymond Felton. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel, I'd be excited too. I feel bad for that dude because he's just trying to squeeze anything out of it. It's just like Chris Paul might be there maybe. <laughs> Are you? Uh, do you want to play with Chris Paul maybe possibly? I mean, the, the big takeaways there, Jerry, is he's, he's proud to be part of the Thunder organization. Oh, organization. I'm, I'm excited to see him in a Thunder sweater. <laughs> I Listen, and I'm just going on a limb here. Uh, Russell Westbrook, it took a hell of a lot for him to be the most fashionable guy in the NBA. 
they had to win a ton uh, and be uh, be on national television a lot. I'm just taking a shot in the dark that next year, after a year in Oklahoma City, uh, SGA will not be on the fashionable 50 or whatever on that carpet that, that they had out there. It's a slow build, right? He's 21 just, years old. He He's a basketball player in L.A., so you got to throw him on the fashionable 50 there. But once he comes to Oklahoma City, see you, bud. See, but now you're implying that OKC is never going to win again. I'm not saying yes, that. Yes, you are. You're saying he's never going to be on the fashionable 50 because this team has to win first and they're never going to win. They have to win at a big clip, and he's going to be in the in the uh, shadow of Russell Westbrook. It's going to be a long climb for this brother. Yeah, That's all I'm saying with that. Yeah. I mean, so. he was trying. He was wearing like a – I was watching the video while you guys were just listening, and I'm sure you all have seen this. He was wearing like a fur belt-looking vest type of thing that was like kind of around his arms. Yeah, I've got one of those in my closet. I don't, I don't really understand the fashion of NBA players because apparently you can just like dress like a lumberjack and be called very fashionable. <laughs> but, I mean, I think he's trying. He at least had a little bit of swag to him. Uh, Brady, real quick, are you the closest thing to a sneakerhead out of all the four of us? I guess so. Right, you're, but you would be the closest that qualifies. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Gildress Alexander cut the... Oh, yeah, those were cool. Okay, why is that cool? He basically screwed up his shoes. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes... My mom would have grounded me. <laughs> takes some cojones to uh, cut cut open some $200 shoes, and yes, he's a millionaire, so it's just a drop in the pond for him, but... Um, no, they. I just. I thought they looked cool. He was getting trashed. Like when I when I saw the picture, I just looked at the comments, and uh, it was a lot of people just like, "What? Is, what is this? This is stupid, ugly, disgusting. How could you do that to your Jordans?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, it's cool. It's like he just he just customized them in his own in his own way." I so. literally had to have Gabe for five minutes explain to me what cut the tops off were. It literally means he cut the tops off. I was looking at the tongue. Of the shoe, and I'm like, it looks like the same tongue. I don't what. What the hell did he do? I don't get it. Cut, so. cut the tongue out, like uh, like Joffrey did to that jester. Oh yeah. no! Just, take that tongue right out. What are we doing? Just Game of Thrones reference. That's all. One hundred seven seven. The franchise. One hundred seven nine in Tulsa. Let me adjust the camera here. If you're watching on Twitch, yeah. now's your time to shine, Madison. Oh, uh, today is the big Kiwi's birthday. It is. Oh God, he's twenty six. Why haven't we traded this dude? Wait, do I, do I gotta do it? Dirt. Do you want to do it this sure. hour yes. or next hour? Is that what we're doing? Have Brady do it now um, because I can't, I have something planned, but I want to make sure it doesn't say any dirty words first. <laughs> okay. Pretty so important. this is a Franchise Thunder Insiders first, right? I know you know John and I are incredibly talented and that we carry the load with Brady and Madison. But unbelievably... Uh-oh. We have some extra talent here. We have Madison Morris on vocals and Brady on guitar as we serenade Stephen Adams on his 26th birthday. Oh, God. Are you ready, Madison? Oh, I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Stephen Adams, Big Kiwi. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, wow. Wow. That was incredible. That was a felt moment. so alive. <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments in franchise history. Probably. <laughs> Bet now, you the flagship we... won't do that for their team. <laughs> don't we owe someone royalties now? Oh, is that? No, we pay for royalties. No, I played. Oh, okay. I played yeah. a wrong note. It wasn't the same song. Oh, like Vanilla Ice. Okay, you just change it up a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Like By furry the way, with the you got to swim anthem. through the loopholes. 
appreciate it over there, uh, Dave Matthews, for bringing the... Uh, <laughs> you keep saying, who, who the hell is Dave Matthews? Who is that? Bringing the guitar to the campfire. Thanks, bro. Dave Matthews band. What is a Dave Matthews? Oh, a cool. legendary band. Play Crash Into It me. sounds like a hu- like a person. A band? <laughs> Play Crash Into Is this me. a Van Halen situation here? What's your, uh, what's your Dave Matthews go-to? My Dave Matthews go-to. <laughs> yes. It's probably something obscure. Okay. It's probably like uh, The Idea of You. Um, I was like, I'm a hipster. Don't tripping worry. Billies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Tripping Billies is, uh, is, is, is a jam. Yeah, okay. They're, well, they, you just nailed it there. Yeah. 1077 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. We'll talk about the Thunder, how it's constructed. And uh, during the break, I guess uh, Brady's going to play all along the Watchtower. So oh. <laughs> we'll be in great shape. You're listening to The Franchise Thunder Insider Show on 1077 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. No one gets you closer to Sooner football. Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 1077, the franchise. Wanna pack your bag, something small. That's the stuff. Take what you need and Oh, look out. I feel undergarments dropping all over the city. This is my favorite Dave Matthews band song. Now, Madison, he perform he and his band performed this at the uh, at the Grammys, oh. 2009-2010. Uh, brought in like a whole orchestra and everything. It is it is phenomenal. Nice. I will look for that. Like Weird Al. Yes, just like Weird Al. No, do not compare Dave Matthews band to Weird they Al. They both played with an orchestra. God. He the- looks like a creative player. He's got a very. <laughs> Very like normal face, that like, is, like he was artificially created. Holy, that is such a <laughs> hater thing to say. Like you totally hated on him right there, Brady. Uh, man, could this show be any more Caucasian than it is right now? <laughs> <laughs> One hundred seven seven, the franchise. One hundred seven nine in Tulsa. Listen, we're just going with what the national media is doing. A bunch of a bunch of Caucasians listening to Dave Matthews talking about the NBA like experts. That's what we do. Uh, it's listen. You've heard me say. I mean, between what Woj and Zach Lowe and all these other guys. I mean, this has been a great year for Caucasians in the NBA. So let's not let's not get it twisted. Remember that time Alex Caruso dunked? Yeah, that was awesome. Kind of a big deal. Kevin Harlan on the call. That was <laughs> can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. All right, all right. So John. Uh, let's get back to Chris Paul because obviously uh, you're very rational about this, uh, about him uh, playing and, and probably playing through the entire season and the Oklahoma City Thunder getting taxed for this team that doesn't make the playoffs because <laughs> he's going to play because Presti's not going to find a way out. Listen, Sam Presti has done an excellent job uh, getting into the escape room and getting out in record time. We've seen what he did with Carmelo Anthony. We've right. seen what he did after Kevin Durant left. We saw uh, with the huge contracts of Steven Adams, with the huge contracts of... Uh, Ennis Cantor. Uh, Robertson, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, it's still Robertson. Just because he's injured, he didn't change it to Roberson. <laughs> Not yet. No. Uh, but still, uh, Andre Robertson, all these contracts, he's somehow been able to maneuver his way. Uh, the open checkbook of Clay Bennett has been helpful the last couple of years. But this is the year I thought that they were going to shed. And right now, with Chris Paul, construct it like they are, there's no shedding. They're still a ton over the cap, and uh, they're still in luxury. No, I mean, they're barely in the luxury tax. I mean, they're oh, just barely taxed. Come on, they're no, taxed. I mean, they're, they're a pe- First of all, you don't have to worry about that till the end of the regular season. 
So, you know, I, I know you get 20 bucks in your pocket. You have to get rid of it instantly. But, you know, some <laughs> things you got to you got to take some time to breathe here. Thunder have until the end of the regular season, really the trade deadline. You can make some micro moves after that if you need to. But uh, the Thunder is basically a Patrick Patterson move away from from having the payroll under the luxury tax in one way or another. And it might take multiple ways because I think this team is is going to be very active, you know, leading up through the trade deadline next year. They're going to wind up under the luxury tax. I don't think there's any doubt. Okay, so you've already gotten to your uh, time machine. You see the future, and they're going to yes. be out of the tax. Yeah. Okay, I cannot see that because I see them constructed the way they are right now. And the I'm way- Marty McFly with my sports almanac. Okay, I know what's going on. <laughs> and the way I see them, Brady, I see them with four point guards potentially because we still don't know what's going on with Raymond Felton. It's an unprecedented offense, Jerry. So they're going to go four point guards with a small forward and Terrence yeah. Ferguson. Is that it's what we're doing? Super, super small ball. Don Nelson just lit up something <laughs> just thinking about that. <laughs> right now, the way the team is constructed, and I know you're closer to John than you are to me as, as far as this sort of thinking, and you think that there's going to be maneuvering and all kind of stuff, but look at this stupid roster the way it's constructed. They don't have five starters, Brady. Yes, they do. Okay. They, they don't. Who's their three? Who's their three? Who's their three? Um, Terrence Ferguson doesn't really make a lot of sense just because he's basically the same body type as uh, he's a little bit taller than Shea Gilgis Alexander, but uh, I mean, Terrence is still a defender primarily. He's played the three before. Yeah, he's played the three before. And if Andre Robertson comes back completely healthy by training camp and he's the same type of player, so I, I don't know where that factor is. I don't know if Billy wants to go ahead and start Andre, but Andre's also played the three before. So you've got two. You got two things there. Um, of course, I mean, the idea of playing three point guards, even though Shea Gilgis Alexander played, what, half of his season last year at the two guard with the Clippers? I mean, that's a little silly, but I, I think you could put Terrence out there and then Danello um, at the four. And then, of course, um, who's going to start at the five, Madison? Um, I believe that would be Steven Adams. I mean, Nerlens Noel? Mike Muscala. Um, <laughs> I ha- listen. This is how this is how crazy, uh, Madison. I'll let you get your your uh, druthers in here real quick. This is how crazy uh, the roster is right now. I have people sending me asking me if Mike Muscala is going to start. They have Adams Muscala, Dillonari, Alexander, and Chris Paul. And you know what? I don't know if that's stupid or not. I do- Madison. I. Um, I mean, that's not exactly like what I had envisioned. I mean, what do I know? I'm not exactly an NBA coach, but um, no, <laughs> I'm going to go with no. I, I'm going to I don't think that's accurate. I don't see that really being a great starting lineup for this team going into a rebuilding year. Like, no. Well, if they want to truly rebuild, they can start Mike Muscala at the four if they want to. Yeah, I mean, that's, true, yeah. <laughs> that's a rebuild um, right there. That's going to be that's going to be a, a factor if Gallinari is of course moved and he's a guy that uh the probability of him being moved before the season ends especially at the trade deadline that's it's probably fair to say that you could guess that that could probably probably happen he's a guy that could help a team uh compete uh, he's he's a really good player and he's an expiring deal so he's a he's a valuable asset to sam presti and here's the thing i mean i, I know jerry you're, you're looking at the here and now if the season open tomorrow what's it going to look like there's going to be so much more. There's got to be so much more movement. I keep saying this. This is a teardown in progress, okay? You you don't completely tear down when you have Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari on your team, and that's why I think those guys will ultimately be moved because, A, Gallinari is going to have some value. 
and he's an expiring contract. There's really no point in OKC keeping him for the year and then letting him walk away. And there's no point in them signing him after the season. He's like 30 or 31 years old. So, you know, I, I believe that his time here is going to be brief. Uh, Chris Paul's time most likely is going to be brief as well. There's a, there's still some more tumbling down that needs to happen here to quote John Mellon Cougar. Camp. Oh my God. Uh, like, like Brady said, could the show get any more Caucasian? Uh, but, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so, the Steely Dan while we're at it. <laughs> the Steely Dan's cool. Uh, but, okay, listen, Danilo Gallinari now. Are you already taking my Chris Paul from me? Danilo Gallinari, before he even gets a jock, is already getting shipped out too. This is the most dysfunctional this team has ever been. And I'm talking Robert Swift, Chris Wilcox, dysfunctional. You don't remember the 07 Sonics? That's exactly what happened. This is this is a repeat. And, and look, let's go back in the time machine that, that I have, by the way, in my sports almanac. Go back to 2007. Oklahoma City got the number two overall pick. They had Ray Allen under contract. Uh, Richard Lewis, a free agent. And yeah, you could have just brought those guys back, sprinkled in a Kevin Durant, and had a 33-win team as opposed to a 30-win team. But they tore it down, and it took you know about a year or two to completely pull all the pieces apart. OKC got the 23-win team, and then they bounced back up. So you know that's why I say this is going to take some time. It took, you know, what, a year, year and a half, almost two years, to break up all of those Seattle Supersonics players into other guys and, uh, and reshape the team, and I think that's what we're going to see again. Yeah, and another connection you can make to those 07 Sonics, Kevin Durant, uh, P.J. Carlosmo, head coach at the time, played KD at the two-guard position for some reason, Yeah, uh, even though he's a three, small ball four, and Jay Gilgis-Alexander, if Chris Paul's here for game one and then up until December, Billy Donald's probably going to want to start him. He's going to have to play out of position as well at the two spot because, yes, he played two guard last year he's a point guard and kd just his body type at the time did not lend himself to like getting in the lane and trying to box out guys yeah so, you know that's why they did play him out there they also had jeff green but still uh you know it is kind of weird i mean kevin garnett believe it or not played some two guard like, early <laughs> in his career no just go go watch um because i'm sure people have seen it the last few weeks uh russell westbrook getting drafted because kevin durant was there and then ESPN has a little graphic under his name that says Kevin Durant shooting guard. Yeah, <laughs> so weird to see. <laughs> Kevin Durant six foot four. <laughs> so let's let's be honest. Let's 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 listeners and, and if you're listening and you're a Thunder fan, obviously you're a big Thunder fan because you're listening to us. These guys aren't going to be around. Like who you're looking at right now, probably in two years, there is a big chunk of them that will not be around. This is a dysfunctional team. Okay, define dysfunctional because when I when I hear dysfunctional, (laughs) no, working. When I hear dysfunctional, I think about like those Lakers with Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash. No, 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 no. You're talking about a team that's in progress. You're talking about a team that is tearing down what it had and is transforming into something else. It's purposely not work. It's purposely made not to work. Optimus Prime is dysfunctional in your mind because he is in the process of transforming (laughs) from that robot into a truck. In the process of. Yes, you're right. And two, can he not make up his mind? Does he want to be a robot? Does he want to be a truck? It's, All right, you know, I, I don't like people like that. I, <laughs> robot or truck? Wow, you're one of those people. Yes, I am. Pick a side, damn it. Robot or truck? <laughs> <laughs> when I was, oh. I'm scared. <laughs> Brady, okay, so whenever I say the word dysfunctional, 
do you see where I'm coming from? Am I using the wrong word? Like, this is really, honestly, it's, Sam Presti just putting a bunch of toys out in the carpet and trying to sift out some stuff. It's dysfunctional because of the factors. Yeah, there's going to be guys here that aren't here for the long haul. There's going to be guys here that aren't even going to be here for probably more than half the season. But it's not as if the Thunder just... just I don't know. Russell Westbrook stayed on for another few years, and then the team aged out, and then they became dysfunctional organically. They're they're dysfunctional because Paul George wanted out, Russell Westbrook wanted out. So when you have to trade your stars, this is is the result. The good thing for the Thunder moving forward is they have... I don't want to say an unprecedented haul of draft picks because that that phrase has been said to describe um, the draft picks that Sam Presti's been able to get, to get a zillion times on every radio show podcast that I've listened to, but it's an unprecedented hall of draft picks. There's no other way to say it. So there's hope. At, there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Hall George. That's a, yeah. Hall George. That's a hall folks. Yes. Hall he got George. All okay. So the only place that they're really consistent, to be honest, is uh, coach and GM or coach and president or coach and whatever the hell Sam Presti calls himself. What <laughs> is ownership? It? What is he? That's a consistency. He's the... Sam Presti? Yes. He is... um, Executive Vice President? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's... he's, Yeah, he has like like three titles, though. That's a low-key news break, I guess, yesterday. Well, yesterday. Okay. Uh, Troy Weaver is not going to be the GM of the Washington Wizards, so I guess he's still here. Oh, Washington Wizards. Not that we'll ever, like, know officially... Washington Wizards did a hell of a job right there. I know. They, they swung. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, here, here's, a, here's another thing. Um, I think Bradley Beal makes more sense with the Heat. And I wonder if the Heat feel that way, the, feel that same way. And how does that affect a cr- potential Chris Paul trade? Because then that, that kind of takes them out of that potential Chris Paul trade sweepstake. Don't they really want John Wall and Bradley Beal? And, the, and this does. This, this is what where Chris Paul, the one, and we don't know, like you said, but the one place that... Everybody's been told where Chris Paul could be going. If they really want uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal to match up with Jimmy Butler, you're right. Then, dare I use the word, like we did with Carmelo Anthony, Stephen Adams, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, then he's stuck. (laughs) If you want to talk about dysfunctional, that's the Wizards. That is a dysfunctional (laughs) franchise, and they need the expiring bad contracts from Miami. Yeah. Uh, The Bradley Beal stuff keeps coming up. I keep saying unless Bradley Beal goes and asks out... They have no reason to move the guy. Oh, what kind of jerk just ass out of a contract? Like I know. That? It's you know, usually like when you're in a contract, there's a commitment there. But, you know, uh, things happen apparently. No, it's uh, it, the Wizards have really no incentive to do this. Yes, some people are sort of fantasizing the, well, what if they, you know, attached John Wall to it and, and made someone else take on the deal? Miami's, again, they've got a hard cap situation this year. It's going to be hard for them to pull off a trade like that and still field like 14 actual roster players. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of flying around out there right now that sounds fun that probably doesn't have a lot of reality to it. Real quick, Brady, uh, and then we'll touch on this, and I actually want to talk about this a little bit next hour too. You were just out in Vegas in the Summer League. Uh, Did you get a chance – I mean, here's the best way I can put this. Did you get a chance to talk to some people about the guys uh, that were playing in Summer League and – were the expectations to see what they had and maybe bring along somebody this year? Uh, did, did people meet the expectations? Did they not meet them? I mean, kind of where did you get the feel of the guys that were out there playing? Who had a chance to uh, actually earn themselves somewhere here next year? Well, I think the guys that um, went into Summer League with the chance to earn something better and bigger with the Thunder, of course, that's going to be Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton, guys that played for the Thunder last year, so they have that built-in experience. 
Um, Hamadou with him, it's going to still be a, a, a work in progress, especially when you talk about the uh, jump shot. Perimeter defense, that's always going to be something that Billy Donovan's going to want him to be. I mean, if he, if he had to choose between jump shot or perimeter defense, he would choose perimeter, um, perimeter defense just because Hamadou Diallo is an insane athlete and he can score. If he's able to stay on the floor because he's not in foul trouble, he can get a putback. He, he's 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 fast he can jump he can do all those things and the jump shot will come because i don't think it's broken it has a hitch um that's going to be a work in progress deontay burton's a little bit of the same things he brings you a lot of energy he's a bulldog of course but then i guess darius Baisley, the thunder's first round draft pick um, i went into summer league with no expectation and i'm kind of at a loss to I guess predict what what could be uh, his future moving forward, especially in the short term, just because I didn't go in with expectations. So he was really surprising to me. He showed me a lot of good things, but it's still going to be a much longer road for him than it is even Hamadou Diallo or Deontay Burton, because I don't know if he surprised me so much because I went in with no expectations or if because he's just that good. Like it's really hard to tell, and it's just summer league, of course. But the Thunder do have something to work with with their three young guys that are already on their roster. I think that uh, Abdul Nader is a guy that I'm looking at. Uh, he played limited time with the Blue last year, but when he did, he was the best player on the floor. Uh, go look at the, go look at the stats. He was tells lead- you a lot about the G League, doesn't it? Well, he was the leading scorer of the Blue whenever he was there, uh, but still not good enough to sort of break in a regular rotation with the Thunder. So he's sort of there in the middle. Here's a guy that I think that. Either he needs to get a good look at the beginning of the season to see if he can rotate, because if he's just in the middle, you don't need him. Right. He's a guy that, uh, you know, got his opportunity after uh, Alex Fabrinas had to step away for personal reasons and, and got a crack at the rotation and showed promise as a shooter. I mean, m- much like most of the Thunder, he had a hot like January stretch of shooting. Um, but the problem is like moving laterally, uh, keeping his guy in front of him. Uh, he's got some limitations on that side. But, you know, the idea of him as a guy that could possibly help move the basketball, put the ball on the floor a little bit, maybe shoot a little bit. That all hasn't been realized yet. And yeah, you mentioned the G League. Um, it's not surprising to see some of these NBA players go down and put up huge stats. Remember Dakari Johnson. I mean, people thought, could he replace Ennis Cantor? I mean, he's doing real good for the blue. Yeah, he's not a, he's not an Ennis Cantor replacement, as it turns out. So that's why you got to be a little bit careful of, of how these guys do in the G League. It's just a totally different level of talent. Did you guys know that Abdul Nader models during the summer? I did not know this. Yes. What does he model, Madison? He models for, I don't know, GQ or something. Is he an IG model? He's not. No more of those, please. Um, Yeah. Did you guys know that? He is a model during the summer. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's a nice looking guy. Yeah. Abdul, what's it like to uh, model in uh, Egypt? (laughs) Like, <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, Did you ride the Sphinx? <laughs> I thought I thought that was kind of interesting because usually you hear about a lot of guys going out and doing a lot of um, like workouts, and I'm not saying he's not. Obviously, he's right. doing that because all guys are getting better; they're getting ready for the upcoming season. Yeah, but, uh, he hasn't lifted a okay, dumbbell, Madison. You, like you, I, I, you never hear like, oh, by the way, he's been spending his entire summer modeling. I'm like, oh, okay. So things are going well. That, that is funny to me how someone can can see a picture on Instagram of a guy like hanging out with his family and assume that that is all that he's doing. He needs to get in the gym and work out. Like, oh my this, gosh, this is like an hour out of twenty four in his day. Yeah. Okay, like, good lord. Should I follow Abdul Nader on Instagram? See if he's posted any of his modeling pictures. 
1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa it is the franchise under insider show john ham john ham real quick uh plug all your crap at welcome to loud city at welcome at w- i just combined the twitter handle along with the site that i work that's weird um is that how you follow them on twitter yeah basically just, i guess so yeah where do you instagram model <laughs> so yes do writing for welcome to loud city also part of the okc dream team podcast and uh oh i do stuff for the franchise there you go brady plug your junk now <laughs> uh at brady does sports on twitter uh i write on the franchise okay.com and madison and i are on the okc82 podcast along with special guests like you jerry and chisholm holland on mondays Madison, your junk is on display. It, oh, God, no one wants to see that. But it is at Madison Morris on Twitter. Um, it's the same on Instagram, but I do I do not post any modeling pictures, <laughs> so don't get excited. And, um, yeah, I do the podcast with Brady and Chisholm, and it's a good time. We have special guests. We have a lot of fun. We get off on awesome rants, but it's awesome. So you should uh, listen up. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. The uh, Thunder French, the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. When we get back, uh, we'll talk about it again. Billy Donovan. He has one year to figure this out, maybe. Sam Presti, how long is he going to be around to figure this out? And where do the Thunder land in the Western Conference landscape? KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, the big story of the day on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Madison's back from Colorado. Yeah. Gabe was up in Colorado all last week, too. So. Yeah, must have missed Did him. Did he have a gummy bears? I'll ask him <laughs> when he gets back. Okay. John Hamm, Brendan Trantham. I'm merely TV's Jerry. I'm more of a gummy worms guy. What? The Ew. sour ones are just like the regular gummies. No, my son loves the sour ones. Yeah, they're good. But uh, no, I'm I'm much more or the gummy cherries. Uh, oh yeah, those are good. No. I like the uh, little Coke candies when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. I like Coke. Yeah. Coke is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to uh, L.A. and had some Coke, uh, Coke candies. Are... Yes. I'm from the 80s. Coke yeah. is big back then. Oh, dear. <laughs> Don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> 1077 The Franchise. Uh, another hour of the um, Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Then the producer show shows up. I believe it's a um, a mixture, <laughs> uh, a steamy mixture of uh, Aaron Davis and Logan Kennedy and I believe Matt Burton, but it could be the uh, Reverend Sean Thurman also. So He's uh, ordained? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He, he could do a wedding. Oh, I didn't know You that. know you could do that. You can go online and pay 25 bucks well, and you can become ordained. Don't don't undersell what Madison, Sean, how do you know Sean that? Uh, my actually one of my friends did it and she's younger than I am, but now she's ordained to marry people. Uh, they are going to be doing a bus trip to uh, Arlington for Texas I think Texas versus uh, Detroit. Uh, we do it every year for the franchise. We do the bus trip down there and if you're lucky enough to win tickets and you want to be married on the bus, I think Sean can do it. I'm lost. What Please are we talking about? Like, the so bus. there's a bus trip there's with, a bus with trip. Sean Thurman. There's a bus trip to see a Rangers game against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think my my buddy Derek did that with the franchise. Okay. Yeah, I think the Rangers game, right? Yeah. Okay, we're talking about baseball. Okay. <laughs> I'm promoting one of the things on the station. Brady. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's because cool. we want them to promote us. I will promote them. I, I was just lost because we were talking about like being ordained, like being a member of the cloth, and then you talked about a bus trip. 
<laughs> one in the same, man. Okay. One in the same. Yeah, okay. Anyway, but yeah, if you want to get married, I, I think if you hit up uh, Sean Thurman and you brought up enough uh, Harriet Tubman's, he would marry you. So, well, I mean, not him because he's already right. married. Right. He yeah. would proceed. <laughs> you can't marry Sean Thurman on the bus. <laughs> no, he's already married. Yes. So there you go. Um, so, all right, so let's get back into uh, tickets available, by the way, next week. We'll be giving them away uh, all next week. Uh, we got into, and I want to know, like you said, John, with your little future, your little future time machine that you have there, uh, Billy Donovan. Oh, Billy Donovan, yep. my friend. This is the hottest his seat's ever been. Why? Why do I say that? Is it? It is. He has a year left on his contract, and nothing. He is. He is. He has nothing. He has established nothing. He has a brand new, fresh team. And we all know the best ingredients for a brand new, fresh team is the same old damn coach you've had for damn near a half decade. This is as hot as his seat's been. He could get fired within the first 10 games. Sure. He could get extended in the next couple of weeks. This feels exactly like it's been the past two years, though. I disagree. At least the last couple of years, he had guys on the team that he had established something with. He has nothing. There, there is nothing. Did that, he? Did he really establish anything with Russell Westbrook? Yes, that he cannot substitute him out on a twenty 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 game. <laughs> he did establish that. Uh, they were fine with him. No one bitched about him. Watch that's, your mouth. That's <laughs> that's as good as it can get in the NBA. No one's complained about your system, and they didn't. Well, yeah, because uh-huh. yeah, because Russ sort of like okay, that's that's nice, Grandpa. Move aside. Um, <laughs> that's, honestly, that's that's where a lot of that is. No, I but, know you're not in the business of firing anybody. I know you're I'm not. not. I'm not. But and, and here's the reality. Here's what I'm looking at with Billy Donovan. Um, you're right. This is a team that is rebuilding. Uh, whether Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari are on it for no days or 365, this is a team that's in transition, that's rebuilding. Um, Billy Donovan is going into the last year of his contract. And I think Billy Donovan could say, look, if you're turning this team over and you want me to be able to get their attention, I it's very difficult for me to do that in the last year of my contract. So, you know, I, I would imagine there's probably there could be a push to extend this thing. Um, you know, or like you say, they could just take it into the season and let it play out how it plays out. If he has if if they like where it's going, then they take care of things then. Or if they don't like where it's going, go ahead and, and fire him and move on. You really want to piss off Chris Paul? Why don't you just go ahead and fire Billy Donovan? What, and, and, watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, why don't you just go ahead and fire Billy Donovan? Because Vinny Del Negro isn't doing anything right now, right? <laughs> Let's reunite those guys. Uh, no, uh, I don't know if you guys saw. Billy Donovan has a new haircut. Did you guys see him at Summer League? Yeah. He looks about 10 years younger. And I wonder if that's because I don't. I wonder if it's the haircut that makes him look younger, or if he knew about Russ Westbrook being traded a few, you know, like a week or so before everybody else did. Who knows? Yeah. Um, no, this is Billy Donovan's chance. This is his chance to showcase what type of coach he is. Because now there's no excuse. Because if I guess for those that would always defend Billy Donovan, well, you can't coach Russell Westbrook at this point in his career. So that's on Sam Presti for bringing Billy Donovan in way too late. Like to expect Billy Donovan to coach something out of Russell Westbrook or whatever star, whether it be Carmelo Anthony or Paul George, I mean that's a tall task for any coach, let alone a guy who just came from college just a few seasons prior. So now this is this is the chance for Billy Donovan to showcase exactly what type of uh, coach he is, 
And we've heard Sam Presti say over the years when describing Billy Donovan that he loves him as a, as a developer of young talent. Well, here's your team. You've got young talent already on the roster, and you're going to have young talent moving forward. So unless Billy Donovan just absolutely doesn't gel with anybody on the team that's going to be on the team moving forward, or if Billy doesn't want to be a part of the team, uh, the rebuilding process, um, that's it's going to be interesting because that's what he is. That's what Sam Presti has told us in the few times he's talked about him to us in the media. That's what he is. So we'll see. Yeah, see, I have a lot of optimism for Billy Donovan this coming season just because I... I ha- I don't know. He's done some pretty good things over the past few seasons when he did have a lot of star power on the team. There's a lot of eyes on the Oklahoma City Thunder, but now exactly what Brady said, and I'm just going to piggyback off of it. He has this entirely new opportunity with all these different guys coming in. He has guys who have not been in the league for multiple, multiple years. I mean, he will have Chris Paul, but like John said, who knows how long that's going to be. So, you know, he's going to have guys like Chris Paul. He's going to have seasoned vets like Steven Adams for right now. But he's also going to have guys who are completely new to the Thunder organization. And so exactly what Brady said, this is his chance to just really develop a team and showcase what he's capable of by picking Oklahoma City up and still keeping them relevant when I think a lot of people have counted them out right now. On uh, Twitter right now, i got uh, Yard, Thunder Yardbird, says, uh, Jerry, you're burning up with all your scorching hot takes. Hashtag tiresome. <laughs> i got bad news for you, bro. They're not my hot takes. What I do is I take stuff that I read off of uh, you know fans like yourself that put stuff out there, and I give them to very educated people like Brady and John and Madison, and I let them dissect, and we find out what the truth is and not the truth is. It's called a round table. I know it's hard to keep up with stuff King like Arthur that. had one. Check out uh, PBS every now and then. I don't know, maybe an NPR podcast. And then you'll understand kind of what we do. I know you might be used to one dude just yelling his opinion. Uh, that is I, not what's going on. I right wonder here. what NPR Sports was like the moment Paul George got <laughs> traded. Paul George has just been traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> to the Los Angeles Clippers. He's under contract for two more years. This is unprecedented. Going to Los Angeles, they have wonderful orchestras out yes. there. I'm already bored. This, this is, is the is second Brachy. time he has asked out of his contract to be relocated to a new... <laughs> Although I feel, too, that uh, in, in fairness to Yard... Uh, by the way, love the tag there. Uh, and in fairness to Yard, I'm not being positive enough with the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're right. They just got rid of Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Uh, blew up the entire team and rebuilding, and we have really no damn clue what they're doing. So let me spin that positive. <clears throat> John, no, no, <laughs> the no. team's still in Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. <laughs> what how, are we doing? How, how, how can you say we don't have any idea what, what they're doing? That That's just being willfully ignorant. We Do you don't not know, no, no, see no, no, okay. what is happening? No, no, okay. No, we don't know what they're doing. We don't know. How are they going to win next year? How are what what are they what are they putting on the court next year? We don't know. For a decade, we've known. Okay, this is what's called a rebuild. Yes. Okay, but I know this is something foreign to a lot of people here in Oklahoma City because we've been spoiled to a lot of success. But with the rebuild, who's going to be the star? Who are we going to go watch? Who are we spending our money to go see? Who we did, don't know. Who did you go and watch in two thousand eight? Oh well, I, no one did. <laughs> we went no. To, no, we went back then, John, and you'll remember this. They sold us on who was coming in. I went to go see Dwight Howard. I went to go see Dwayne right. Wade. I went to go see the other superstars. Mm, that's, 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 that's called a rebuild. It's not a hell of a model. It's, yeah. it's not. And, and two, for as successful as Oklahoma City has been in the last decade, you, this thing that you call the rebuild that's happening, it is not in the model. I was thinking somebody who was 
12 years old at the time. That's 22 now. Mm-hmm. They have no clue. Welcome to the NBA. Still. Welcome to have. Welcome to be in a big league city. I but mean, that's the thing that gets brand me. brand new for a ton of people. They have no clue. San Antonio having this 20-year run of, of playoffs and what? They've only missed the playoffs, what, four times in their franchise history? Isn't is is abnormal? It doesn't happen. Okay, so yeah, these uh, teams have to go through these every once in a while. You know, Atlanta. Remember, they used to be pretty good a couple of times. Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. Let's ask Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's a team that said, you know what? We've went as far as we can. We're going to retool now, and so now they're they finally have a path. And it took some uh, some weird trades it took some ill-fitting some dysfunction as jerry ramsey might call it yes to get to where they're at right now to where they have a path moving forward it doesn't just happen overnight they're going to have to take in someone they're going to have a chris wilcox that's going to come out and trot out for a few games till he's shipped off they're going to have that type of guy that's that's rebuilding we will rebuild <laughs> how many times are we going to say rebuild from now until like three years from now um, no, it's, this is a process that teams have to go through. Every franchise has gone through in some way, shape, or form. The Thunder are just now going through it right now. They didn't have to do it in the beginning, like I guess some people probably thought. You know, Realistically, yeah, the Thunder have the potential to be good with Kevin Durant, and who knows if Russell Westbrook becomes something or James Harden becomes something, but they have the talent moving forward. That's exactly where the Thunder are right now. Now, they don't have the built-in talent already. They've got a guy in Shea Gilgis Alexander who is, has the potential to be an all-star, has the potential to be the face of a franchise, at least the the, uh, the point guard of the future, as some people have already uh, titled him. But with the Thunder's amount of draft picks that they have moving forward, uh, Sam Presti's draft history, which even in the 20s, is still fairly good when you consider how many guys worth a damn are drafted in the 20s. Like It's hit or miss, and Presti has hit on some and missed on some, and I think that that's pretty, pretty, a pretty good track record, let alone his history in the lottery. So I guess moving forward, you've got all the pieces in place. You've got your point guard. You've got your GM with a proven track record of building a team at least, getting them to a point. And the only thing that's really uh, up in the air right now is the head coach. Who knows what, what that could potentially be, because I, I guess the last thing you want is you don't want the same situation that you had with Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan. How some people thought, if you're going to get Billy, get him in there earlier. Don't bring him in Kevin Durant's you know final year of his contract before he becomes a free or unrestricted free agent. Don't do the same thing with Billy Donovan. If he's going to be the guy moving forward, he needs to be the guy, not just one foot in, one foot out, and then take him and then remove him a few years from now when Shea is you know Shea is up there in terms of his contract. One zero seven seven, the franchise. One zero seven nine in Tulsa. It is the franchise under Insider Show. John Ham, Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, and Jerry Ramsey. When we get back, we'll hear Madison's excitement about this rebuild. Uh, plus, we'll get a little bit into uh, Sam Presti and uh, his commitment to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Starship was not built in a day. <laughs> so the song that song is so ironic. It says we built the city on rock and roll, yet it's not a rock song at all. No. Is, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. This is nineteen eighty five rock at its best. Yuck. Listen to that like electric bass. Turn that up just a little bit. Don't 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 don't. Do you hear that? 
A lot of hairspray in this music video. You cannot get a thump like that nowadays. Uh, when the Simpsons spring breaked in Florida, Homer like sings this song like three or four times in the episode. That's the only time I like this song. On Monday morning, I filled in on the morning show. Yes. Me, Mike Steele, Logan Kennedy. Humble and, brag. And, and yes, because uh, it was it was the best show like ever. <laughs> um, but our, our, our bit was a song that you hate, you, that you despise, sure. and a song that you will go to bat for every time. Okay, this one is the one you hate. This one lost what? out to Big and Rich, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. This one was my, that was my number two choice. For songs that you hate or would go despise. to bat? Despise. Okay. Um, yes. Whoa, 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 your song you despise is Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy? Yeah, absolutely. That what? is a masterpiece. Of oh crap. my God, that is a great song. <laughs> They're coming to your city. They're coming to your town. Of absolute trash. Madison Morris, back me up on this one. I, I kind of like this song. This was my uh, introduction to talking more about the rebuild and everything because they're building the city on Shay Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> um, this city on pick swaps. <laughs> Ferg. <laughs> on Steven and, Adams. And Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> God that's bless. a that's a new version of it, but yeah, I like this song, and I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. So forget you, John. <laughs> Yuck. What was the one you go to battle for? Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I agree. only want to be with you. People don't like Hootie. Like, what? what why is that a thing? Why don't people like Hootie? It's, uh, he wrote Wagon Wheel. That's awesome. <laughs> no. John, people like pissed off. Jerry said that. <laughs> Jerry's is probably Creed. Uh, no, I hate Creed. <laughs> Nickelback. Uh, no, no, no. Who will I fight for? I will fight to the death for air supply. Are you kidding? Oh, oh, no. Hey, can you guys do a skit? <laughs> Dressed up like the dudes from air supply? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to some time to grow this hair out. Sean Thurman and I, true story, Sean Thurman and I traveled through a small city in Kansas uh, stopped at a McDonald's and just he, we were. You play- saw the guys from Air Supply. We, were, we, were, we were playing Air Can Supply. They were. We were playing Air Supply. They were playing live at the Topeka McDonald's. <laughs> and the lady asked who we were playing, and Sean goes, "That's us." And she goes, "I'm sorry." She goes, "He goes, that's us. We're Air Supply." Oh, and I no. said, "Yeah, I said we're here to play your your convention. What, what's the p- convention center?" And she told me the convention center. Yeah. I said, "Yeah, we're booked tonight at seven thirty. You should no come seriously. Out. This this lady probably went. So do you want a do you want an eight piece or a twelve piece?" <laughs> I said, "We're going to Circuit City right now to go grab some speakers and stuff so we can set up. We built this Circuit City <laughs> on easy listening." So anyway, and it uh, went bankrupt. She was probably very disappointed when she got there that night. She told me. Supply said they're going to be here. <laughs> Breaking news, real quick in the NBA. Do you have it? There you go. This is huge again, John. Kyle Corbett spurned Oklahoma City once again. <laughs> well, hey, he got traded. While he was practicing on the floor, I bet he hates Oklahoma City. Uh, the bad feelings are coming back again. One-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Nice. Oh, what a ring chaser. Oh, get out of town with I mean, that. If the Lakers had some money, he'd probably end up with the Lakers. <laughs> every a lot. I don't want to say everyone. There was a lot of assumptions that he was going to wind up with LeBron back in L.A. Uh, as it turns out, uh, relationship with Coach Mike Budenholzer. It's a relationship-based league, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Budenholzer. I agree. He was uh, choosing between Milwaukee and the 76ers. 
But then he didn't like any of the whatever the Kardashians or the Kendall Jenner or any of those hanging. <laughs> he out. He didn't so want to be yeah. mis- mistaken for or mistook mistaken. What, what's the mistooken? word? Mistook mistook uh, for JD Reddick because yeah. of the obvious. No, yeah. I mean he because um, he's a shooter. To, yeah, because he's a shooter. Yeah. He just wanted to play with a point guard that could shoot. That's all. <laughs> so there you go. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, signing Kyle Korver, putting them over the top. I get, no, not really. I mean, just, Milwaukee's he's, already. He's, a, all right, they're they're yeah, the team. They've had a really good off season, except for losing Malcolm Brogdon. But even recovering from that, I mean, getting Corver, getting West Matthews to fill those spots. Oh, you mean guys that uh, Sam Presti wanted? Yeah, <laughs> it was on the wish list <laughs> last year when the team was in a different spot than it is now. Presti's going to beg Oklahoma City to be like really huge in the cheese industry now. Like, is that <laughs> what it is? Is it like the, the cheese? cheese. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Sam Presti, I mean, and if you're re- hey, uh, if you're ready out there for the scorching hot take, here we go. Uh, why would this guy stick around? What you built originally, coming from Seattle to Oklahoma City, you put it together. It got to an apex. You were in the finals. You brought Hall of Famers to Oklahoma City. You showed that Oklahoma City could be the mecca. Of the basketball world, you had Russell Westbrook, triple double king, uh, a guy who was on every single magazine, be it Slam or be it GQ. You had that dude. You he was had on Ke- the cover. Didn't offer much on the inside. But you yeah, did. he was on the cover. <laughs> you, you had Kevin Durant here. You made it work in Oklahoma City for over a decade, and like you said, it doesn't happen at every single uh, every single NBA team. You made it happen. You're really going to do it again? You really want to sit there and do it again? You saw the trouble and the heartbreak and everything. You showed up in a sweater in July when Durant did what he did to you. Obviously, you were wrecked with the Paul George thing. I'm done with this crap. I got my twins. I got my millions. I'm headed out. I'm done with it. Jerry, when you have a bad day on radio... Every you, every okay, I'm sorry. Every day, okay. <laughs> do you decide? Ah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn it in. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this career that I enjoy. Listen, sometimes I do go snuggle up with Mrs. Ramsey, get into her arms, and cry. Yes, <laughs> that's a, that's a real thing. Brady said something mean to me, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's, there's a difference, John. I still haven't experienced anybody I've worked with being any good. <laughs> he's had, I guess, yeah, <laughs> he's had all stars and hall of famers. And it turns out that those are not in limited supply. It turns out they're going to be more in the future. It turns out that it, quite possibly these are those are not the only all star guys that are going to come through Oklahoma City. So I mean, part of that job, part of that job is building. Right is building a team, whether you start from scratch, whether you come in and fine-tune it after the fact. Um, this is what the job entails. And by the way, the job entails a lot of failure, a lot more failure than success. And, you know, if guys like, I don't know, Rod Thorne, uh, you know, you think about some of, uh, you know, just uh, general managers that have done just, you know, fantastic work over the years, or if it's Pat Riley up at that level, you're going to have some failures along the way, but who, you're there for the successes. Who was the Bulls uh, during Jerry the... Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, no, 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 no. no um, uh, Krause. Krause, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Shout out Chisholm Holland. Through that second three-peat, and I remember this very clearly, through the second three-peat that the Bulls had was miserable yeah. the entire time because he had to juggle everything that was Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson. All those guys were just a big pain in the ass. They were. So I can see where that, that's that's you know the stress of what Sam Presti has. And I'm not saying the guy's a quitter. He did what he did. You got nothing else to prove, Presty. And Jerry Krause wanted that challenge again. 
he wanted to after building and six title dunk. teams. But again, that's a challenge that he wanted. And yes, he did. He did make bad moves the second time around. Just it, screwed it up. Just say it again. It was terrible. Absolutely. So, uh, but no, I mean that, that's what some of these guys live for. Whether you're Jerry West, whether you are David Kahn, uh, wherever you're employed now these days, you know, or if you're again like a Pat Riley, if you're R.C. Buford, who is by the way apparently moving upstairs in San Antonio, someone else is going to take over that role. See. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is this is what basketball people do, right? And it's just like if you're a coach and if you lose in the finals, you don't throw in the towel and say, well, I've had a good run. You want that drive to get back and, and get back to where you were. Barry, I want Sam Presti to move on for his own good. It's not because I hate the guy. It's not because I disagree with like, oh, he made the Harden trade in 2012 and now is my chance to really stab him in his face. This is not, what's going-, oh. <laughs> this is not what's going on. I think the guy's proven what he can do and he should be able to move on. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, but here, how many times has he talked to us? Like two or three times a year? Yeah. Unless something terrible happens, like Kevin Durant leaves or somebody on ESPN says, you need to trade Kevin Durant, and then he has to give out a public statement. Um, If he goes anywhere else, he has to talk to the media a little bit more. (laughs) Maybe that's why he wants to stay. Maybe he just Not only does he enjoy the the ability to build as a GM um, and not... I, I don't know, because I talked about it last week. Um, GMs are builders, and I, I would say, I would probably assume that if you gave a GM a job, what would you rather do? Would you rather build a team in your own image with all these straight draft assets, all these trade assets, or would you rather maintain a roster of high-end level guys, and not only do you have to win and get guys around them to uh, keep up that success, but you've got to do everything correct to maybe be in the... In the uh, um, maybe be into the high percentage chance to keep those high-end all-stars. So, Presti's in a good situation. Um, I I really wouldn't put it past him if in a few years he's just like, yeah, I just want a different opportunity. But uh, it seems like he enjoys his time. Uh, he's enjoyed his time here, and he likes what he's able to do with the team. He's he likes he likes um, being able to put his fingerprints all over everything with the franchise. Madison, where do you stand on this? Uh, stand on the whole Sam Presti thing uh, because right now. I, he's like the last thing that's on my mind when it comes to problems for this team, just because you can't really count out all that he's done in the past. So I think, yeah, right now people are a little bit taken back from Sam Presti, but I mean, I I wouldn't shoo him out just quite yet. I think he still has a couple of things up his sleeves and people are always forgetting that it doesn't just stop in July. Like people are going to be moving around. Players are going to be moving around. There's going to be different people coming in, different people leaving. So just, I I don't know. My only piece of advice is give him a little bit more time. Daggum. Like it's been a crazy summer, but I, I wouldn't like ship him off just yet. David Griffin built finals teams, a finals winner and finals teams in Cleveland and then left and could have said, ah, I'm good. I've, I've had a good run, but he took some time off. Um, and then he landed in a, in a weird situation. He took the New Orleans job before they had Zion Williamson. That's when they had a disgruntled Anthony Davis. And he did a podcast with Woj recently where he talked about, and by the way, for everyone that makes fun of a lot of the Presteisms or whatnot, just go listen to David Griffin talk, okay? <laughs> They're there when you listen to other general managers talk. Uh, but David Griffin talked about that relationship with owners, having that connection is very important. And if Presti has got that with the Thunder ownership, that is one of the big reasons I think he's going to stay around here. They trust him to do the job. 1077, the franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. It is the Franchise Thunder Insiders Show. John Hamm, Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Jerry Ramsey. You can catch us on Twitch, on Twitter, uh, just like Yard did at TV's Jerry, uh, at John M. Hamm. 
congratulations on your uh, new part in Top Gun 2, by the oh, way. Oh, man, I am, so, <laughs> I am so pumped about that. I am playing uh, the decomposing corpse of Goose. <laughs> Why is there a Top Gun 2? What, what the hell's the matter with Didn't you? it tell its story 40 years yeah, ago? Yeah, it did, and guess what? The world's revolved, and uh, Maver- we need more Maverick. <laughs> I was unaware the Cold War was still going on. Is, uh, is Kelly McGillis in this one? <laughs> Have you not noticed the Russians? I hope not. Oh, which, by the way, uh, 50th anniversary of uh, the Americans winning the Cold War, essentially. <laughs> is that when Rocky Four was released? No. <laughs> No, we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you believe that happened. Um, oh God! By You're the way, one of those next, hot take machine. Next week, you need to listen to this show because I'm not sure what it's going to be. Uh, I oh. thought I thought uh-huh. we weren't having. Uh, I talked to Randy Heights, and he insists that there needs to be a franchise under Insider Show next week. I don't know what it's going to be because this Friday fun. night it's going to be uh, <laughs> oh, my head. My birthday party, and this has been the talk of, uh, topic of conversation amongst people on the franchise for a couple of days. You guys <laughs> are going to be there. You're going to be participating. Of course. I really want to know your opinion about a 47-year-old man having a themed birthday party. Well, it's a little weird. I mean, you, you, <laughs> what? So you turned 46 last year when we went. And you had a theme party then. Yes. So I mean, it was weird then. It was. It's weird now. We had to be welcomed into the house by asking if we could come aboard. Yes. Like what? You need. Yes. You need like an usher. Can like, we come what, what, To announce everybody that comes in. Okay. Lord and lady. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's, that's next year. Yeah. Uh, this year. This year, the theme is Western wear. And Yuck! Yes. Yeah, and you I sent us a teener sometime this week. And you sent us a picture of John Travolta from uh, Urban from Cowboy. Cowboy. Yuck! It is going to be fire. It is going to be so awesome. Uh, and then, like I said, Randy insists that we have a show the next day, so it could be Aaron and Chisholm as your <laughs> franchise Thunder What's, Insiders. Are you going to be playing Tombstone the whole time <laughs> at the party? That'd be good. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. There we go. We get it. Okay. But if you could, if you could add in, we've got the next 30 minutes. I think, John, are you going to take off for a little bit here? I think, I think I'm good to sit in for a bit. Okay. Uh, so, John, will stick around. We need your ideas out there on the uh, on, on Twitter. At Brady, Brady Does Sports, at Madison Morris, spell it out for him, Adam. M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N, Morris. At John M. Ham at That's TV's right. Jerry. Give us some ideas of Western games we can play, uh, Western things we can do. Uh, I will take all things in consideration and give you full credit on uh, what's going on. But yeah, uh, I think Madison's going to be singing some country tunes. I'm going to ride uh, my horse up from Oklahoma City to Edmond. <laughs> Okay, now Old Town Road, I can stand oh. that song. I just can't stand Save a Cowboy, Ride a Horse, or whatever. Oh, dear. Uh, and Max, maybe we maybe we help you out on Twitter since you uh, asked. Maybe we can help you out with the bumper song coming back. Uh, whenever we do get one. back, when we do get back, uh, we will talk a little bit more about uh, the Thunder, where they fit into the NBA landscape. Uh, and Brady, the big three this weekend, we will talk about something the Ringer wrote about Joe Johnson that didn't sit well with Ice Cube. All that when we get back. You're listening to the franchise the franchise players on 1077 of the franchise 1079 in Tulsa. Make the switch. Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 1077 the franchise. Yeah. 
some of the uh, bro country that Logan said he hated for our show, by the way. This is definitely bro country. What do we got? Cowboy Troy is one of them. Obviously, Little Nas X. Has, uh, <laughs> has really is that not his name? That's no, it is. Oh, little Nas. Is that something you get over the counter? <laughs> little like Nas X sounds like nausea medicine. <laughs> so. This is gonna be a stupid segment, but I'm I'm down for it. Let's like play, it's just play the King of the Hill theme. <laughs> I, by the, I love the King of the. By the way, the band that does it, uh, the uh, refreshments. refreshments. The refreshments. It's a great band. Uh, they have a 1996 album that is just off the charts. <laughs> Go check it out. It's really good. Uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, because th- so we asked you about the the Western uh, stuff. I don't. I you know I thought about you know having something in the front room that you could ride yeah. for eight seconds or whatever. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what to get. So. Uh, this isn't child friendly. <laughs> Can't you rent a bull like an actual bull? <laughs> Yeah, the one that, uh, what's his name, Josh Norman jumped over in Spain. Oh, my God. That was, first of all, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to run from the bull. That's right. No, he was probably like, I'm, I'm out. I ain't scared of this bull. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, it sounds right. like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I ain't scared, I ain't of, no scared of no bull. bull. All right, uh, 107 of the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. We'll do a little bit of business, and then we'll get on to some goofy stuff. But um, right now, the way they're constructed, God, I have to keep saying this, John. And you keep rolling your eyes every time I say, the way they're constructed with Chris Paul at the point guard, with Steven Adams, uh, with some guys that can score, that have NBA experience. 10 seed? <laughs> like in the Western <laughs> Conference, right now, the way they're just good enough not to make the playoffs, but they're not bad enough to put themselves in the position to really get a good draft pick. Oh, I know. New Orleans won. Uh, I get it. No, you want to make sure, and you want to at least be in the bottom three or four, don't you? Do you? Yes. Is that? I mean, again, with the new lottery odds, ask Phoenix or Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> like, like how how much of a guarantee is that? Um, you know, here's the thing: uh, they're just basically the rules are set up now to, I think, sort of discourage the long term tanking, like philadelphia did for years and years and years um they've got it set up so that way teams are actually encouraged to continue to try to be good then at a certain point a lot of teams are going to get to march and say eh, never mind or even february for that matter um and i think oklahoma city is going to be one of those teams again that is going to continue to churn and continue to bring these pieces down until they get this group of youngsters that might resemble something closer to the 2009 squad where you have a bunch of, you know, young draft picks and grow them together. Exactly what John said. Um, no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you can pass it right to Madison. Go ahead, Madison. I'm sorry. I like The uh, the replies to the tweet we sent out for the western theme games are, like, really making me laugh. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to hear about these. Okay, so Madison, I mean, this team that they right. put together... Um, I mean, give me a positive of, of going to go cover him. Uh, for the new Oklahoma City team, there is a positive. Actually, there's a couple of positives, and I think people should realize that, is that we have not seen this team play together yet. None of the Oklahoma City fans have seen this team play together yet, and that might sound like a negative, but it could actually turn into a positive because what if they get out there and they're just absolutely dominant? I'm not talking about like a title contender team because that's probably not going to happen, but on a more optimistic side... These guys, they are 
they kind of have like a little bit of a set balance right now. Yeah, I want to go back to the first segment when we were talking about the dysfunctionality, but at the same time, they have a little bit set right now. They have uh, some key pieces to work with. They have key guys to work with. And so right now they're, they're working on it. They're putting stuff together. So when season starts back up, I really think anything could happen. And I know I'm a little bit more of an optimistic, which might be kind of annoying, but uh, I don't know. I just, no one has seen these guys play together yet. And so it could go horribly wrong, but it could also be kind of refreshing. It could be something nice. And kind of what you guys were saying earlier, now Russell Westbrook and Paul George are on a different team. What if, like, that wasn't working here. So what if, like, these new guys coming in, what if they do work? So it's a, it's a big what if game right now, but I'm optimistic about it. M- Madison, you kind of nailed it on the head there because you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk on why aren't people more upset with Paul George. It's a valid question, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of what you just said. It's not like they just broke up a Western Conference finalist team. Right. Not like they broke up a team that went to the finals, right? This is this was a team that had underachieved the past two years, was very expensive and underachieve, which those are two things you don't want in tandem. And uh, then it's falling apart, and OKC is getting stuff in return for those guys that are leaving. That's making this all, I think, a little bit easier for the fan base to digest. And I think that right now, Chris Paul has everything to gain about kind of re reinvigorating his, his, uh, his career. Because he is on a very, very down slope right now. The uh, damn near MVP... Does not like him. <laughs> He's, he cannot get along with a guy that he was a quarter away from going to the finals with. Yeah. Uh, like, it just all destroyed. And listen, I don't just blame James Harden on this. I blame Dan Tony too. And sure. honestly, the owner. The ownership. My goodness. Right. Like, in the last couple of years, what that guy's done, right? Yeah. Can, I be real? can I be real for a second? You can be what real. I, what am I excited for? And no one cares about the reporters. No one cares about the media. Like, I get it. We might actually get some good uh, replies to some of our answers now. <laughs> These guys might actually talk to the us. The locker room might not be a hostile you know, war right. zone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, but you still have the same people in charge. And this kind of goes with my Billy Donovan needs to hit the road, and so does Sam Presti need to hit the road if you're going to reboot. Because now that you, like you said, Brady, there's a chance that this team really gets a chance to be a communal team. To be the team that they say they are, they get to put their money where their mouth is. The same people are there. They're teaching these guys how to be a part of the machine. Paul George was not part of the machine. He showed up for a couple of years. Was he a guy that went against the grain for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Will Chris Paul also fall under that where, man, I've been in the league for years. I don't need you telling me how to and when to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, they've had Carmelo Anthony was never really shy about holding back, uh, you know, his stuff either. So I think to a, to an extent, that's a little overblown. Um so, I mean, we're just finding out, you know, again, a lot of these guys, Kevin Durant, uh, sure, I, I think was sort of being, uh, you know, kept in check somewhat. And then he goes to Golden State and he feels more freely to to talk and, and everything seems to contradict one thing or another. Uh, Paul George, uh, we like this was sort of uh, what, what people knew about him at the time here. He was so agreeable. Just absolutely, absolutely. And, what you know, sort of the joke I had with someone was that Kawhi Litter called him up about, hey, we need to go to the Clippers. And Kawhi absolutely, absolutely him into requesting a trade. So... Because he you thought know. it was it just he didn't want to hurt Kawhi's feelings. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a Good point. Good thing Devin Booker never asked him to join the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So uh, yeah, and that's and that's what I think is uh, you know the exciting part of Oklahoma City uh, is you're going to have fresh and new. I just when is it going to hit 
these bandwagon fans and these, you know, these very casual fans that want to show up and see, <clears throat> you know, explosive uh, Hall of Fame talent. And they just sit there for a couple and go, oh, my God, it's just basketball. So and this is something we've talked about on the OKC Dream Team. Um, I expect this fan base is going to react like any other fan base. OK, we talked about Atlanta earlier. I mean, they, they had difficulty drawing fans when they were good. Um, but no, I mean, just like any fan base that has a couple of marketable, you know, one or two marketable stars and they're not there anymore. I No matter where you're at, whether in you're in Los Angeles, New York, Milwaukee, Memphis, wherever you're going to, I think, have have a have a dip. And so it's going to be up to the team to build that back up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't expect they're going to react any differently. And I'm not hearing any doomsday scenarios from people out there in the national level because of it. 1077, the franchise 1079 in Tulsa. It is the uh, Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Go ahead, Brady. Oh, I was just going to say, um, this is this is what John was saying. This is the test for the fan base. You know, like the Thunder with all the success they've had for the t- last 10 years, the fan base has enjoyed a lot of praise for being one of the more raucous, one of the more loyal fan bases in the league. And the thing that goes with that loyalty is you've got to be there even during the de- the bad times. And if the Thunder don't want to be viewed as a, a, a true small market team that's only there when, when things are going good, if they don't want to he- keep hearing stuff in the national media of like, oh, wow, if this doesn't get back, you know, get back to where it was, for the last few years, oh, the Thunder are going to move back to Seattle. If you don't want that to happen, you've got to show up. You've got to show up and support. And look, Thunder fans right now, they're they are well-educated how the, the, the game of basketball goes um, now, especially in the NBA. They know it's not going to be an immediate successful run. It's going to take some time. But in the interim, you've, just, you've got to show up and support. All right, just to get off topic and have some fun uh, around the NBA real quick. Did you guys see what the Memphis Grizzlies are going to do next year as far as the uniforms? Saw that. Oh, they're doing Vancouver? They are, and they have uh, a picture of John Morant uh, kind of photoshopped on a Vancouver Grizzlies Ooh. uniform. Uh, are you wearing the hat? Yeah. Like, you didn't even know that I was going to bring this up as a topic. But I thought it, I thought that was just somebody photoshopping it. I didn't know this is like officially happening. I think that the uh, yes, what is it? it the, it's not officially officially, but it's been teased about. Yes, uh, mm. from Fast Break Breakfast, which is obviously a huge, uh, <laughs> huge source. <laughs> they're they're pretty tied in with some of the Memphis folks there. A team source confirms that the Memphis Grizzlies will wear Vancouver Grizzlies throwbacks for selected games in the 2020 official team jersey reveal in Ooh. August. Okay, first of all, those jerseys were trash. <laughs> they were pretty. There was a lot going on with them. Yeah, the, there was. They were junk. I look. My they were nineties. My Pistons had one of the worst rebrands in uh, the, the history. Flaming horse. Oh, that's and that's at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get some water for that horse. By the way, I think we'll serve that at my party. The flaming horse. Oh yay! <laughs> but save a cowboy. They were they were trash. But because they were gone for such a long time, and Memphis, like, John Morant is really cool. Like, I can't wait to see him play. Yeah. Uh, I, did you see him at Summer League? He ate hot dogs and nachos like a, like a damn all-star. <laughs> Sounds really good right now. So, uh, but they were trash. Does Oklahoma City need a rebrand? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> they, they do. Is it going to happen? No. Madison? Um, no. I'm, yes. Just because. Well, there's so I'm sorry, many, Paul George. I didn't mean to catch you off guard. Yeah. There. No, no, no. no. I, I'm kind of thinking about absolutely. this because, like, 
it, I, I guess it's not like the most crucial thing in the world. It'd be kind of cool if they did a rebrand, but I, I'm with Brady. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, that's not the question I'm asking. Remember, what, yeah. what, what's today's date? Today, today's date is July 20th. In the last 10 minutes of our show, all right? Use your imagination. I have to, yeah. like, I have to talk to you like I'm talking to Miles, four-year-old. Oh, for crying Both of you guys. <laughs> Let's use our imaginations now, okay? Does Oklahoma City need a rebrand? And since we're sitting in this room and you're all so damn smart, I mean, give us some ideas. What, so, what are we doing? And, and here's uh, here's the reality. They are going to be changing some things next season. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so something is already leaked. This was sort of reported by, I think, UniWatch, uh, Paul Lucas and company that follow a lot of these trends, um, that basically the blue... What we what we know is the quote unquote road jersey, which sure. is now the Sochi icon or whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's one of those. The blue used to have Oklahoma City. It's now going to say Thunder, which is which is should have been the entire damn time. And it's, it's apparently, and I haven't seen this yet. This has just been reported again that the white jersey will have Oklahoma City. Yeah, they and, did that at like Summer it. League, and it looked. It, it took a minute to get used to it, but it, it looks it looks kind of fresh. I, I like liked it. it. It's I subtle. It cool. I abs- I wish they wear the summer league jerseys. The summer league jerseys are awesome. They're fluorescent because there's just there's just two primary. There's a primary color and then white. There's too much going on. They could keep the same logo if they want it. Just stick to one color and then white. Like enough with the blue and the yellow and the orange and the catering to the OU and the OSU fans. <laughs> just you're an NBA team. Just do what you want. And that orange, I was so glad when it came back. I it's, enjoy the sunset. We know sunset. Madison. It's a nice. It's a nice one. That it's my favorite one. Sunset. Probably. I'm, honestly, I'm with you on that, Madison. That's my favorite jersey. It's nice. Is the sunset. So yes, but okay. Besides, we're talking about more than jerseys. Yes, we're talking about more than jerseys. So I mean, what? Whenever people are, you what know, underwear are they going to wear? And then you know, listen. And Carson and, and Carson will be on my show. I think next Friday, and I'll talk to him. But if, if you're listening, Carson, uh, I mean, you are a driving force on the rebrand thing. Let me. I want to know what you can't. You can't just throw out there. They need to rebrand. Tell me what they're going to read. I guess this is my problem. This is why I say that there's chaos and disaster going on across the street in the thunder. Because I I don't want you just to say that there's a problem. I want to hear some answers. Honestly, you want me to be very honest. The black basketball that said Oklahoma basketball or whatever. I think that's classic and cool. Yeah. And I think, honestly, when you think about Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, you go back, and that, at this point, is iconic. Because that was the promise of what was coming to Oklahoma City. And we were all on board with, oh my God, this product is coming to Oklahoma City. It's going to be fantastic. I think if you brought that back in some sort of capacity, it just kind of, it relates to everything and tells you, hey, we're back to this square one again. And remember uh, how excited you were and the promise of this uh, organization? Well, here it is again. Here we go. Uh, some people have suggested, like, just embrace either uh, the bison theme, because you, that is the mascot, and, and thunder refers to the rumbling of the, you know, as, as they go across the prairie, or the oil industry. Like, like go one direction. <laughs> embrace one of these and sort of, and there, sort of use that as your base to build oils. your... My second Simpsons yeah. reference of the day, just use the, yeah, use the rich Texan guy from the Simpsons as your logo. <laughs> um, yeah, like, if you're up to me, I'd go full on with the bison, because rumble, uh, the thunder, like, the 
that kind of idea of the rumble of the bison roaming across the prairie uh, sounding like thunder that's cool because thunder is just a sound you can't like all these little potential logos that people are putting up with like a lightning bolt it's not it's not the oklahoma city lightning that's right it's not how that works thunder is you it's not you don't see it you hear it <laughs> thank you for that you can be a meteorologist <laughs> i hope so that was you know, thing you hear it's, it's thunder it's going to be hot tomorrow no one's ever got hit by a thunder, regardless if it rains a thunder flash <laughs> so uh yeah listen and, and the rebrand I, i'm fine but i somebody you know like i said with the pistons somebody who went through a real bad one it could get nasty so yeah. just yeah and look, I mean, like the Atlanta Hawks did that rebrand a few years ago where they came out with those really whatever-they-are jerseys. I mean, yeah, there's some things that I, – I don't know. That's why I think this team tends to play it a little bit on the uh, on, on the less flashy yeah. side, safe side. Yes. And then, too, and then the, I like the rebrand that the Hawks did where they had fans and now they don't. That was, that was an incredible rebrand. That was an incredible rebrand. Houston also kind of have gone through that. Right. So we'll see. Uh, real quick before – Brady, I want you to read some of the stuff that people were mentioning for the, uh, the party. Okay. Uh, but Houston, Russell going down to Houston um, – they're already there as far as talk as title contenders. James Harden has made them that way. Russell Westbrook now puts them in the mix as the bosom buddies, uh, you know, with the Clippers and the Lakers and everybody as one of the top ones. What about butts and seats? Do you think Russell Westbrook actually is going to bring some butts in the seats down in Houston? Oh, did, did yes. He, does he make traffic better? <laughs> that's, that's what it's always did you, did you watch any road game the Thunder played in the last eight nine yeah. years yeah how many russell westbrook jerseys did you see just sprinkled out in the crowd in yeah. brooklyn and memphis just wherever russell is that he's that guy he's popular and so you you really think that like, now i need to look on the attendance and where houston was at home attendance you maybe they'll do the free beer at a uh, at tip off for like the first 20 minutes to encourage people to show up two hours before do they get to the point where travis scott will give you your beer like they're, oh, yeah. they're doing everything they yeah. could to get right. people in the seats and playoff games. Earl yeah. Campbell's going to wheel himself over <laughs> and take a picture with you. You ever had one of his sausages? So good. Dana Holgerson, Kelvin Sampson. <laughs> Dana Holgerson's going to give you a Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> yes, the Earl, listen, Earl Campbell sausage, you never had one of those? No, I no. thought that was uh, I thought that was a silly joke that you just made. No, no, go to your local grocer and get an Earl Campbell. Listen, if a guy is confident enough to wear a tight pair of jeans on the front of a sausage, that's a good damn sausage. All right, so, <laughs> go go ahead, Brady. Uh, we asked uh, some people to help me out with some ideas going with the Western Wear TV's Jerry's forty seventh birthday extravaganza. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, I pronounce this name correctly. So, apologies if I don't. But Lori Claiborne um, suggests that we do a game called Butt Darts. You stick a quarter between your cheeks. <laughs> And waddle up to the cup and let it go. If it lands in the cup, you win all the money on the ground and in the cup. Rules. You cannot squat. It's a really fun game, she says. So there's experience there. Like we need to we need to have some backstory with that one. Um, I'm not gonna be able to make it, Jerry. <laughs> Something it just lands. came up. Doc Doc Lova at Mr. Underscore Lova Lova says, and this this made me laugh, go feed ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like go to the ran, park. just random he also said that uh we should go watch gunslingers at frontier city i've never been to frontier city you've never been to frontier city oh haven't. you're missing out oh you're, you're missing time. out yes. i have so much fun at frontier city they have a water park now what? let's go they have free concerts years. yes you haven't been in years <laughs> i went two weeks ago jonathan fisher said drive around and look at lawns and decide who has the best or worst that's a king of the hill thing right there <laughs> sounds fun 
Um, yeah, uh, Stephanie Rawlings. I, I guess is this a song? Because it, it's it's typed out like their verses. Uh, you can duel with fake guns or real ones. Swear dance contests. Uh, rope a fake steer. Rent a mechanical bull. Uh, bull poker. Yes. And you can Google that. Goat tying. Does best it, cowboy outfit contest. This, sound, this I, sounds I don't like know. a song. <laughs> I, it, no, like just look look in the mentions. It's typed out like they're like it's a verse. Mechanical bull all the way. Yes, a hundred percent. That sounds like great stuff. 100% Mechanical Bull. Okay, we need to uh, pull our money after we get through with the show and we'll see how much Mechanical Bull costs. We'll see if we can get that going. <laughs> if not, at worst, I'll invite Sam Mays. We can just ride him. What Is Sam coming? Are huh? you freaking is kidding Is Sam coming? <laughs> oh, no, listen. Do you want me to guarantee Sam Mays will come to it? Yes. I won't invite him. Oh, oh yeah, he will cry about yes, that. He, he cried will. about that uh, with somebody's wedding. With Sean's, Sean's wedding. wedding. Yeah. Did he so, marry himself? By the way, no. Okay. no there was a, you can't another, do that. Another friend of ours, Anna, did it. So, oh. uh, but yes, I won't invite Sam. I'll invite everybody else. That'll guarantee that he'll show up and he'll be ready for bull. So there you go. <laughs> 1077 the franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Great show, guys. We'll see what next week <laughs> lines up for us. Uh, next up, the producer show, they're going to have Brian Scalabrini uh, from the Big Three join them. So uh, the White Mamba will join them whenever they come. Are you, you're excited about this, Brady? Oh, the, the Red Mamba? Is it the White or the or Red? The white- what is I, I don't know. It? All right. We'll figure it. We'll ask him uh, when he comes on. Producer show next on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Sports Radio is 1077 The Franchise. I did good. 